Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Thanks for joining us, friends, today. If you've been around on the show before, or maybe if this is your first time, I am your host, Aaron Richards. I'm the executive director here at Damascus, where we are working to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. We are a mission campus, a missionary community in Centerburg, Ohio. I am joined here by my friend and brother in Christ, Brad Pierre and Brad, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. Uh, we are we're we're pumped for today, friends. Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. We are a co-production of Saint Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. This show is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, and we are pumped to be here today, friends. We are recording today in the beautiful, illustrious Damascus Media Studio, and. Um, special thanks to St. Gabriel for all of your help in getting us set up here. And it's going to be an awesome show. So, Brad, you want to kick us off in prayer today? Yeah, I can. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we welcome your Holy Spirit yeah, right now. Lord. We pray that you would fill us, that you would fill our hearts with your love and your goodness. We pray in a special way, Lord, that you would open our eyes to the ways you're working right before Thank us. Thank you, Jesus. That, Lord, we don't have to wander too far to find you working, we can see you working right here and right now. And we pray that you would open our eyes to that, that you would bless our hearts with that mm. truth, and that you would ignite us onto mission this yeah. day. Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Jesus, we love you, and we pray that you would increase our love. Stretch our hearts, God. Teach us how to love our family. Teach us how to love our children. Teach us how to love our, our friends, our co-workers. God, teach us how to love you and just out of love like you love. Give us your heart, mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Brad, the show is called Beyond Damascus. Like St. Paul, who encountered Jesus on his road to Damascus, his life was transformed forever. He mm-hmm. was launched from a life of, uh, of active religious practice of the Jewish faith into a complete 180, transformed into arguably the most impactful Christian yeah. evangelist in the history of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so too are we called through our encounter to come into a life of mission. Absolutely. And a big celebration today. So friends, if you've listened to the show for the last few uh, few months, if you've been a citizen of the United States of America or a human being in the world in the year 2020, <laughs> you know uh, that the theme of every show is uh, pandemic. And um, today, well, you know, we're framing it a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, once again, we're, we're trying, the, the last few weeks, we've been focused on just efforts to to see how we truly live out a life of mission in the midst of uncertain circumstances. And here, you know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I was so looking forward to a beautiful Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday time this year. And goodness, God, this will be, this will all be done behind us by the time fall rolls around. But if you're in the state of Ohio, you know that uh, we've just now been encouraged and in some counties now, um, uh, I guess, what's what's the word? Required, maybe. Re- required, mandated, uh, highly, highly suggested that we cancel or vastly diminish our Thanksgiving celebrations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one, it's, you know, it's one thing after the other. We roll with the punches here at Damascus. And, um, and, and we want to be a, we want to be a voice of encouragement to you as well. Mm-hmm. Brad, as you and I were praying for today's show, uh, we were, we were just talking right, right before we started on the air today about what does it look like to actually live mission 
at home. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is kind of a conversation we have with our missionaries every year, getting ready for Thanksgiving. You're going home. You're going to be on mission with your whole family. Um, and that may look differently this year. Yeah. But the fact remains, uh, this is this is a call on every one of our lives. It is. Yeah. And I think during abnormal times, we can overlook the normal things therein. So yeah. we're in a period of time right now where we're at home more than we've ever been at home, maybe in our lives. Like uh-huh. we are at the house and sometimes that very normal thing in an abnormal time can be overlooked and yep. it can almost be looked at as burdensome, right? Yep. Like I'm burdened to be at home this much, but what would it look like if we actually shifted that a little bit? Yeah. We talk about St. Paul. He had this amazing encounter with Jesus. Yes. That led him into Damascus where he was equipped for the work of ministry. And then he went out on mission. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But do we think that his encounter with Jesus stopped after that day? Do we think that his <laughs> mission when he was in prison yeah. was null and void. Well, yeah. no, like he was still on mission. So the question is, how can we be on mission in the normal things? How can we be on mission at home in a time yeah. where we're at home more than ever before? Yeah. Or even look at just that. I mean, I, I, I love, I, I always look back as an archetype to the story of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in those, in those first days, what, what happened? Well, he encountered the Lord and where was he called? He was called into somebody's home, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. was called into a, into a Christian community and Christian communities didn't look like Damascus back then, right? Yeah. We, they, they, they weren't, Paul didn't enter into a multi-million dollar, 500 acre mission campus, right? Mm-hmm. He went to some, some guy's house Yeah. and, and history would say that's where he stayed for three years, mm-hmm. learning how to love yeah. and learning how to be on mission. And it was, it was in that little, you know, place of, of education and, um, instruction and empowerment and Mm -hmm. retreat that, that he was ultimately called into a place of how to live Christian life every day. Yeah. And let's take it a step further, right? It's in the home where the scales fall off his eyes. That's awesome. That he sees things in a new way. It's in someone's home where he sees what could once have been seen as normal in a brand new way. Mm -hmm. That's the call for us. That's the call for us. That's the invitation for us. If we see this season as a wash, we are missing an amazing opportunity. Yeah. I don't know about you, but, um, I, I even, I even think back, you know, uh, a big change in my marriage with, uh, with my wife, both Monica happened, um, just, just, uh, five years ago. Um, when I guess we've always been on mission, we've always been on mission together, but oftentimes our missions were running sort of in parallel instead of in conjunction. Mm-hmm. And the the experience that that we'd often have, especially with kids, is that I would go away to some amazing life changing encounter moment, whether it was a mission trip or whether it was yeah. a retreat or a conference or something, um, or even or even just a transformative experience in my in my daily work here at Damascus. And I would, you know, I I just have this this moment of like personal enlightenment. And then on my drive home, I'm exhausted. I show up, I want to go to bed. And, and then there's the question, like, how do I, how do I engage my family in this same experience? Or how do I translate this experience to my family? Or even, you know, how can I in the future anticipate this and actually invite my family to experience this together? Yeah. And, and being newly married myself, I was married three months ago to my wife, Nina. She's amazing. And being newly married, the Lord's been showing me that I'm a missionary, right? So my whole day is mission. But when I go home, I don't, 
clock off of mission. It, I didn't, I didn't have my fill that day of mission. Like when I get home, a new mission begins and that's, it's really beautiful actually, because I think a lot of times we over glamorize mission. The idea that like I go and save a whole country that's really far away, Yeah. but mission, and it absolutely can be that, but mission sometimes is so close to home that we miss it. Yeah. And I, I say that, I guess, yeah, no pun intended, but it's so close to home that we miss it. And if mission could be defined as bringing someone into or deeper into conversion, right? Yeah. I think we would all probably agree on, agree on that basic definition mm-hmm, of mission that mm-hmm. it's bringing someone into or deeper into conversion. Then I can be doing that at home every day. Yeah. Like how, how can I bring Nina deeper into conversion every yeah. day? How yeah. can she bring me deeper into conversion every day? Aaron, when you go home, how can you bring the kids into deeper conversion every day? Like mission is right there. And Sometimes yeah. it's like, well, in this season, I can't go to Saudi Arabia, so I can't be on mission. Yeah. I can't go to this impoverished area of the United States, so I can't be on mission. Well, what yeah. a, what, well, yeah, what That's a, a misunderstanding. What a misunderstanding. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, but even, even, um, I think I should also say so that we, we can't as easily write it off. Well, I am as a missionary done with my work day on mission. So, yeah that mission for the day is over, yeah. but it's like, no, not even a domestic missionary yeah. has the excuse of not being on mission in the day to day regular rhythm of life. Do, so do we risk, uh, alienating some of our audience when we talk about mission and missionary life? Um, friends, if you're, if you're new to the show, you know that when we talk about full-time missionaries, we're talking about you, Yeah, every single one of you, our, our common Christian call is that we are, we, we, every single one of us, you included, live a life of full-time ministry, right? Right. Our, our ministry is to our children. Our ministry is to our families. Our ministry is to our workplace. Um, maybe your workplace is a church. Maybe it's yeah. a beautiful mission campus like Damascus. Maybe it's, you know, a bank, uh, a legal office. Maybe it's a grocery store, you know, maybe That's it's, good. maybe it's a Amazon factory, right? right. What, what do we are called to live a life that changes lives in every area of our influence. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether, whether you use that language or not, that that's what we're talking about. Right. And a, a, a good mutual friend of, of Brad and I a couple years ago was, was leading a session on formation here at Damascus. His name's Matt. Matt was saying that truly our mission is oriented toward our family. Yeah. And, um, a, a lot of times I, I know even, even myself working in professional ministry that we have, I have had this kind of mindset that like, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to pray. I'm going to focus on the Lord. I'm going to get myself ready for the, for the work, for the mission, for the assignment that he has for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to bust my butt until, you know, five o'clock tonight. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to come home and I'm going to, I'm going to relax and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, refresh and be recharged. And uh, that that's just such a, like my, I need to view my day as my prayer time prepares me for the assignment that he's got for my day, yep. which is preparing me to bring it home in those last few right. hours of the day when I can invest into the people who are most meaningful and are the greatest assignment on my life, my, my four kiddos and my wife. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's encounter yeah. to mission training to the most real mission you'll ever have. I think your point's well taken there that we who are in full-time ministry, that that's not, that's our job. 
Yeah. Mission is our life call. Yeah. Mission is much bigger than any job, whether you're in ministry or you're in law or you're in medicine or you're in business. Like mission is our life call. It's every breath should be in some way, shape or form oriented towards bringing people deeper into conversion. If we are in fact the Christians we profess to be, because we're more, we should be more contagious than this virus that like, man, when you get around a Christian that knows their call, your conversion deepens simply by the mission of presence. But again, the the mission at home, what can that look like in a season where we're at home? So friends, that's the focus of today's show. Uh, We are, we're looking at the mission at home, right? Uh, Whether you are going to be participating in an illegal underground Thanksgiving celebration this week, (laughs) or whether this is a uh, that's entirely in jest, by the way. I don't yeah. want to. I, I will not be calling the the government <laughs> enforcement uh, committees, um, or or whether that whether this is a message that we hear every day, day mm-hmm. in and day out. How do we? How do you, as a Christian in today's world, live mission at home? Because honestly, truly, if if we believe the call of our church, if we are the domestic church at home. This is our primary vocation, right? This right. is our primary call, and I, I know even even for me, even for Brad, that 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 often that can be forgotten. So mm-hmm. uh, today we'll be we'll be kind of diving into what are the foundations in understanding our our true call to mission at home, and then given some direction and ultimately some prayer and intercession for how we can uh, uh, minister from a transformed heart, from a transformed mind. That 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 this could this could be the most impactful work that we accomplish in our lives. Yep. So uh, thanks for joining us today, friends. Once again, this show is Beyond Damascus, where encounter meets mission, and uh, we will join you right here after the break. EWTN teaching the truth. I just wanted to thank the station for being there on the radio for all of us Catholics. We're all trying to learn something new every day about ourselves and about the world we live in and the people that we interact with. Thank you for taking my question. I appreciate your willingness to be on the radio these days. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. We should pray because prayer is conversation with God. And conversation is the only way to build a relationship. We need that relationship with God. We should pray and talk with God about what's on our hearts, what's on our minds, what's active in our lives, the joys we have. We should share all of these with God. Prayer is conversation, and conversation is the only way to build a relationship with God. It's the most important relationship. All of our other relationships depend on this one. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. I'm your host today, Aaron Richards, joined with, joined by my friend and brother in Christ, our co-host today's show, Brad Pierre. Welcome back, Brad. Thanks, Aaron. Good and uh, friends, if you are just joining us today, or if you'd like a little refresher, um, Beyond Damascus is the show where encounter meets mission. We are a production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, and in the first uh, first segment of today's show, We've been talking about the mission at home. You know, or at least you will know when I tell you, that, friends, every single one of us as Christians is called to a life of full-time mission, right? We are all professional full-time ministers of the gospel. 
regardless of the context in which that happens, that's who you are. And uh, that's who God's called us to be. Most of us, maybe all of us, the primary way that we are called to live that out is in our mission to our family. Um, but it's oftentimes the most misunderstood or the, the, maybe the least focused, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of the goal for today's show, especially as we're leading into, we're recording right in advance of this Thanksgiving holiday. If you're listening to us on the first broadcast of this show and not on a rerun someday in the, in the future, because this will probably be our most famous show in the history of this show. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, um, you're preparing for, for holiday. You're preparing for a time with your, with your friends, with your family. And, and how do we orient our hearts? That's wild. You know, Brad, we talk about encounter meets mission. And we, we talked a little bit about mission in the first segment, just our, our universal call. That's kind of where we'll end the show as well. But, you know, we set up as a, as, a, as a precursor to that mission statement, this moment of encounter. And I wonder if maybe that is where we should be focusing our efforts for the, for the middle segment here. Yeah, absolutely. I think so often in the same way that we were talking about earlier, we overlook the mission that's right in front of us. Oftentimes we overlook the encounter right in front of us. Think about attending mass every Sunday, right? That we become so accustomed to the words we're saying that we forget what we're saying, right? We become so accustomed to the way that the beautiful liturgy flows that we lose sight of the beauty held therein. And I think in the same way we can lose sight of the encounters that are right in front of us. I am amazed Whenever I come home and am actually open, the ways that I encounter the Lord and what Nina says about her day. Yep. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, Nina's my wife. We were married three months ago, and I- I'm learning so much, obviously, in this time. And there's times when I come home and I have this open heart for receiving from her. Yep. And when I come in, I encounter God in a unique way. And yep. I encounter God like that when I'm over at your house, Aaron, with you or Monica, and the kids are running around like... There's encounters all around us. And again, I, I think sometimes we can say, I'm in a, a tough season. And if God would just echo from on high some powerful mm. blast of his voice, then that'd be the encounter that I would need. And sometimes he can work like that. But in other times, he'll say, I'll actually purposefully not work like that. Mm. So you can see the encounters right in front of you that might be more normal than you would normally attribute to an encounter. Yeah. I I was sharing at the start of the show uh, that for a long time in my own faith life, and, and certainly this isn't bad, but the powerful moments of encounter that I had, you know, uh, I was, I was teaching on raising supernatural families one time and, um, I, I had, I had all of our, all of our audience kind of mm-hmm. do this little activity. I said, okay, close your eyes. And I want you to, I want you to remember, uh, don't close your eyes if you're driving right now. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to remember the, one of the most, like the most meaningful faith encounter that, that you've had in your life. And then I, uh, I asked, okay, now I want you to raise your hand if, your your spouse or your kids were a part of that story. And I don't know, maybe maybe 5% yeah of the uh, of the of the audience of that message raised their hand, right? That that we need to proactively orient ourselves so that our kids and our spouse can actually be a part of those moments. Because mm-hmm. those are the most life-changing and identity-forming and 
um, and mission establishing moments of our Christian lives. And, and so often for me, for you, uh, for, for probably the majority, 95% of our listeners, right? Those moments of encounter happen like in this place of isolation. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, it, it's it's a challenge. It is. And Aaron, it's funny. I haven't actually shared this story with you, but yeah. I was over uh, in, in your house, which is right here next to this beautiful studio. And I was uh, sitting with Aaron's wife, Monica, and we were just chatting about some things happening on campus. And uh, Aaron's little daughter, Felicity, was uh, hungry, but she had had breakfast earlier. They were about to have lunch. I was keeping Monica over time per usual because I had a lot of things to process. And uh, Felicity's coming over saying that she's a little hungry. And Monica had an old um, bag of dried cherries there. And Felicity kept pointing at them and asking if she could have some of the dried cherries. And Monica, being a great mom who wanted to feed a great lunch to the kids shortly thereafter, would say, no, Felicity, we're not going to have the cherries right now. And Felicity was just very persistent in the ask and uh, Monica had what was remaining from her bagel from breakfast in front of her. And Felicity was like, well, can I have a bite of the bagel? And Monica, again, being loving was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course you can. And so she had a bite of the bagel to get to kind of the point of the story. Monica and I go back to speaking and Felicity has not yet left our little gathering and Felicity takes the time as we're talking in my periphery. I see her look at Monica, I see her look at me. Felicity grabs the bag of dried cherries and runs away. And I like, I remember I looked over at Monica and we were just like, I was trying to be so respectful and not laugh like too loud to allow there to be a teaching moment. And Monica and I just looked at each other and Monica, of course, so pastorally was just like giving Felicity the opportunity to own up to it was asking Felicity, did you take the bag of dried cherries? And just radio, radio silence. Right. And then after that, she goes, well, how about this Felicity? Um, if you could do this for mom, could you either put those back in the cupboard or bring them back over here to the table? And all of a sudden you hear just the, the like pitter patter of little, um, bare feet on the wood floor coming over with the cherries, no words, sets it down on the table. Monica affirms her for being honest with her. And I had such an encounter with God in that moment because <laughs> like Felicity in her little mind yeah. thought, that Monica and I wouldn't recognize her taking the cherries. And it was like, she didn't have in her mind, the understanding that a great lunch was coming. So she wanted the cherries that were in front of her. And I had this encounter with God where I was like, God sees everything. And sometimes I've asked him if I can have the proverbial cherries. And he's like, no, Brad, I have something better for you. Wow. And so I take the cherries and I run as if he didn't see it. And, and, in, <laughs> and I, in a moment, in a moment of of total normalcy in a moment of nothing noteworthy yeah. in a moment of humor. Yeah. Here's father God giving me this encounter of how he sees me. And it was so profoundly impactful to me that it, it has actually shaped the way that I return home on my drive home. I live about 40 minutes from here at Damascus on my drive home. I will be preparing my heart mm. to walk in and say, God, you can work in amazing ways through the normal. And that story shifted something in me and that can shift all of us. That's the encounter in the normal monotony of day to day. Everything life. else is just cherries. <laughs> Everything else is just cherries. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the cherry on top. If, yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, that's awesome. That's a great story. And she does that often. She does that often. Yeah. yeah. Felicity's favorite place to hide is in our pantry. <laughs> it's amazing. We've, we've, we've moved all the Halloween candy up to the very top and now she's going to learn how to climb. How to climb. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, this is, this is great. So I, I guess just to, to, 
reestablish us. We, we, we want to live a life on mission with our family. That mission cannot be separated from an encounter moment with our family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't easy. No. Uh, you know, I, I remember it was, it was even for us, it wasn't even easy when we were newly married. It's, it's much harder now that we have kiddos, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when Monica and I were newly married, it was, it, it was at least something we could, we could participate in to go to a, you know, let's just go to this conference, this week long event together, right? Let's just, um, yeah. let's go and do this mission trip together. And once the little babe started arriving, like that, that becomes more challenging, but I suppose, Brad, I'd love to just focus on, you know, how, how can we do this in, in our daily mission with our family? That's the right question, right? How can we not, why can't we? And that, Mm. that's where I think we first make the mistake, right? Is that so often we focus on what we can't do and not what we can do. That's, that's awesome. Like as a father with kids, Aaron, there's things that you can't do that I can do as a newly married individual. Yeah. That doesn't mean that there's not things that you can do though. So first we have to get the question right. Like how can we not? Why can't we? And when we ask, how can we think about your unique family, right? Like it's going to be different for a lot of people, but ultimately being present, right? I was actually just giving a talk last night to a group of high schoolers on the power of presence and the idea that presence actually comes from the Latin that means being at hand. Like being graspable, being approachable, being within reach. Yeah. That's what presence means. And so, again, it's going to look different for all of us, but how can I be present at mm. home? How can I be within reach? How can I be approachable by my spouse, by my kids if I have them, if I'm, if I'm single, by my neighbor? And we can get into that too. I think this is an amazing time to look to our neighbors as well and see how we can serve them. But yeah. back to the mission of the family, like... How can I be present? Because when I'm present, I encounter God in a unique way. And I can also see ways that I can bring an encounter with God, which what better quick litmus test of mission is there than am I bringing an encounter with God right now? And I can actually see that like, okay, God, I'm encountering you in this way. My wife needs this encounter. My husband needs this encounter. My kids need this encounter. They need an encounter with mercy. They need an encounter with um, justice that still loves. They need yep. an encounter with correction that still sees the beauty of who they are. That idea of being present, like how can we, we yep. can be present. Yep. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I want to, I want to make sure that we're giving practical, Brad, how do you do this practically in your day? Yeah. You're, you're three months married. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> well, I, uh, I fail probably more often than I succeed. Of, of Lord course. have mercy. But when I come home, I actually make the decision before I go in the door that my mission for the day has not concluded. Amen. And I think sometimes we can check out right when we get to the door, like work is over for the day. It's time for me to be able to relax. But instead I I try my best to bring my disposition of heart to my mission for the day is not over. In fact, the most important part of my mission for the day is beginning as soon as I unlock this. And as soon as I unlock the door, I, I try with all of my effort to encounter my wife when I come in. Yep. Like maybe she's cooking an amazing dinner for us. Maybe she's catching up on some bills that I wasn't able to catch up on. Maybe she's writing thank yous from our wedding three months ago that we haven't gotten done yet, but I come in and I I want to encounter her. And in a practical way, what that looks like is excitement for what she's doing and what her day has brought her. 
authentic excitement. Like, Hey babe, tell me about your day. Tell me about like what you're doing right now. Tell me about something, allowing her the opportunity to share with me. And because then when she's able to share, I'm able to receive. And when I can receive, then I can give. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I come in with this disposition of like, Hey, tell me about your day. I'm, I, I reflect feeling, I reflect her feeling like sometimes it's been a tough day. And how can I like give you a hug and say like, Hey, Yep. I'm sorry about that. My, my wife's a nurse and she works in a pediatric intensive care unit. And sometimes there's hard days and I come home and she's just been thinking about a patient that yep. that's struggling. Yep. And it's like, I am going to be present to you. I'm going to match your excitement when mm. I need to. I'm going to match your inquisitiveness when I need to. I'm going to match. So I think reflecting feelings huge. And I think that's a primary way that we can at least be on mission to our spouses. But I would ask back to you, Aaron, we can be on mission to our spouse, yeah. but how can we be on mission to our spouse and our kids? That's yeah. a different dynamic. Yeah. So listeners, I, I want to, um, we're going to, we're going to get some practical application here and I want to frame this up in three different ways. I think they're, uh, I'm going to, I've, I've come up with three amazing and completely exhaustive titles. Here we're there. Here they are. Yeah. Um, we need to be on mission in our families through the ordinary, mm-hmm. through the extraordinary, and through times of opportunity. Yeah. Okay. What does it mean to be, what does it need to be a mean to be on mission and to seek encounter in the ordinary? Well, when, when you get ready for your day, focus your intention on creating an, uh, an environment of encounter in your family. Yeah. Okay. So I don't have an amazing day of work by accident, right? I, I, I get up in the morning, um, you know, for, for, 99% of our caffeine addicted population, <laughs> you would sit with a cup of coffee. I sit with a <laughs> cup of cold water. Right. Um, and, and, and I, I plan my day. I think about my plan of attack. I, I enter into prayer with the Lord and I ask him for direction. Right. And because of that, when I enter into the office, I enter in ready to rock. Like yep. I enter in firing on all cylinders. I mean, hmm. Brad, I, I walked out in the office this morning, this morning, and you were already engaged in, yeah. you know, as I was bringing my daughter to work this morning, you were already engaged in preparing for your day and, mm-hmm. and getting ready for a pastoral meeting and in preparing for this show. We're recording, you know, first thing before, before everybody else shows up for work today. Yeah. Um, you know, we can... At least for me, I, I can I can make a direct correlation between the effectiveness of my workday and the amount of heart and preparation that I put into yeah. it. I would charge us, friends, with in our ordinary experience, let's just begin our day right. in asking the Lord, God, how can I create a moment of encounter for my family yeah. today? Like John the Baptist, right? Prepare the way Amen. of the Lord. Amen. And, and Brad, you were yeah. hitting on it too. Like, uh, So I'd say that the two most important times of ordinary preparation for our family, for our family mission is in your morning prayer time when you wake up, hopefully before your kids are awake. I don't know. Sometimes our schedule's thrown off in that way. That's the that's been the biggest blessing, honestly, of pandemic time has been that my my uh, my daughter Leah on her hybrid schedule isn't waking up at six thirty every morning, yeah. so I can actually yeah. have a functional <laughs> prayer time. Yeah. yeah, you know. So point number one. Um, in times of ordinary, prepare your day with the mission of your family in mind. That's really good. God, how do you want me to speak to my son, to my daughter today? Lord, how do you want me to speak to my wife today? Lord Jesus, what kind of message are you speaking to me through scripture this morning, through your word that you intend for me to speak to them? Yeah. And and then, you know, if if you head off to work 
Um, if if you're if you're working a a, a job throughout the course of the day, the moment that you end up on the doorstep, refresh that in mm-hmm. in in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like Brad, you were saying. So I'd say number one most important thing is prepare your morning. Number two most important thing is the moment on the threshold um, yeah. to to recommit to that decision mm-hmm. that I'm walking into mission right now. Yep. yep. And then and then the other part of living life in the ordinary. I just had I had an awesome conversation, pastoral conversation with one of our missionaries this week. Be aware of the ways that you are. Um, triggered and tempted towards selfishness during the course of your day with your family Mm -hmm. and simply stand against those with intention. Yeah. Right. I'll give a, I'll give a practical example in my own life. Right. Uh, I usually get my second wind. I I love working into the night. I usually get my second wind around nine o'clock. Um, the, the, the time between the exhaustion of my first wind and the beginning of my second wind happens right around the time my kids go to bed. Yeah. So, I, I find myself in my most vulnerable position in the course of the day, right when my kids need me most. Mm. And what what have I seen? How have I seen that gone the wrong way in the past? Well, eight thirty rolls around. We, we're getting the kids into bed. They're exhausted. Maybe some of them are making questionable choices in their life. Right? Yeah. Uh, we're having a hard time orienting ourselves toward bedtime, and I'm exhausted. So what have I done? I I've decided to check out. I'm laying down on the floor in the kid's room. Um, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the chaos to settle down so I can, you know, mm-hmm. uh, have an obligatory closing prayer for the night and then, um, and then go do my, my own priority. Yeah. That's a terrible way right. to end my day. Yeah. Right. But that's my temptation. So what do I do when I'm faced with temptation? Well, mm-hmm. I make a, I, I make a, a conscious decision in my mind to, to separate myself from that from that, uh, cycle. Yep. Right. So, uh, I, I put this into practice last night. I advised a missionary about this this week, right? When I go into my kid's room, instead of laying on the ground and picking up my phone, I'm just going to kneel on the carpet. Yeah. Why? Because it reminds me that I'm still on mission right now. It reminds mm-hmm. me that I'm still, I'm still focused. And the focus of my attention has to be on them for this yep. next 30 minutes. Cause it's the most important 30 minutes that I can give them in the day because it's it's my most valuable sacrifice. Yep. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is my last two pennies. Right. Right. The widow's might. And well, and you're being honest with yourself. I think I love this this first of the three that you're going to get to Aaron on the ordinary because if we're not honest with ourselves, I've been saying this a lot recently. When when I am not honest with myself, I am both the deceiver and the deceived. That's mm. an unfortunate place to be in, right? <laughs> like so I have to carry the guilt of being a deceiver and the unloved reality of he who is deceived. And so it's so important to be honest with ourselves and not to be scared of our selfishness. Like I'm fallen. Like I do those things, right? Like sometimes I come home and I'm overwhelmed by my text number and I forget to say hi to my wife. Like that's a human thing. And if I'm not honest with myself or if I try to give myself excuses out of that, I am both the deceiver and the deceived, but yeah. I love that. Like the ordinary, we need to be honest with ourselves so we can enter into it better. Yeah. So, so for the ordinary, uh, prepare your day, prepare in advance, get a, get a mission, a, a strategy, a plan and work it out with the Lord at the start of the day. Um, at that moment of threshold, when you're actually moving from your career into your family, um, uh, take an intentional moment to pregame in that, mm-hmm. in that, in that situation yep. and to ask Lord Jesus, uh, prepare my heart mm-hmm. to leave what's unnecessary behind and to engage in the most important mission of my day. Right. And 
identify those areas of weaknesses. Yeah. Every single one of us has them, mm-hmm. whether it's, whether it's your phone, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, um, tiredness, whether it's, uh, who knows, um, orient yourself intentionally to make those less of an influence. Yeah. Uh, and just those practical steps can make a huge difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two. So we've got to love in the ordinary. We've got to love in the extraordinary as well. Yeah. Um, this is an, this is an awesome, it's been awesome to explore just what are my opportunities. Okay. And I'll give, I'll give a couple examples. Um, number one, uh, I have historically been fed personally by amazing conferences, right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's one particular conference, there's two particular conferences that, that Monica and I try to attend every year that are just so impactful for us. Mm-hmm. We used to attend them. In, I used to attend them individually. Yeah. Then Monica and I attended them as a couple. And then one day we asked ourselves, why aren't we bringing our kids? Right. So now we've started to seek out awesome, influential, impactful, life-giving conferences that actually have a youth component. Yeah. Right. The Encounter Conference up in up in Michigan is is one of those great ones that yeah, has a has a teen track. It has a youth track. My my kids have maybe a better experience there than mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And I can simply by means of coordinating our schedules, I can engage them in a similarly life altering encounter moment yeah. in one of those extraordinary times. Right. Um, in a way that's just so impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, you know, one of the consistently most impactful experiences in my own life in the formation of my faith has been my time on mission, um, in Cranks Creek in Appalachia. Right. And, uh, you know, Monica and I did this together when we were young I ran this trip for I've I've run this trip for close to twenty years now as a as a as a leader to this to this mission at, at Christmas time. And um I have been so excited for the time, for the day when my kids would be ready yeah. to join with me on mission. And and sure enough, two years ago I brought Leah, our oldest. Um last last winter I brought Diggory, our our second oldest, who was ten. And just those moments of saying like, um, Leah, Diggory, you know this has been one of the most impactful experiences of my, of my growth as a, as a young man. Yeah. I want you to experience it with me. Right. Yeah. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to, I'm going to create an opportunity where, where I can actually engage my son and my daughter Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. active hands-on dirty missionary work. Yeah. These extraordinary opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because it is the ordinary and the extraordinary. We can't lose one or the other. Yeah. And I think that bridges well into like times of opportunity, which was your third point. Like there's opportunities that we can live out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we live it in the ordinary. We live it in the extraordinary. Make time for both. And then the last thing is just, I don't know if this is the best word, but opportunity. So um, this is, this, I, I've shared this on the show before, but um, I noticed, Monica and I noticed that my kids were starting in a habit, Diggory particularly, our son. He would get up, and the first thing he would grab would be the iPad or the Nintendo, right? Because yeah. he wanted to start his game or his, his, his morning with some, you know, mind numbing game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I suppose many of us probably fall into that scenario, right? So what did I do? I, I, I requested, required, fathered Diggory in the same discipline that I've set up for myself. Yeah. In the morning when I wake up, my tendency is to pick up my phone and start browsing my email and the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've just noticed, maybe, I mean, I guess it's not an objective evil. I've noticed in myself, I'm a better man when I discipline myself to begin my prayer before I begin my, 
consumption of news media. Yeah. Right. So it, it's very practical. I just say, okay, I've got a daily scripture plan every day. I've made a commitment. I will not open my news app until after I've completed my daily scripture plan. If I'm not able to complete it in the morning, that's fine. I just don't open my news app until mm-hmm. middle of the afternoon or evening. Um, and so I, I asked Diggory this. I said, Diggory, you can, you can do your iPad in the morning, but first mm-hmm. you have to do your Bible time. Yeah. So he, he, he is now the most avid reader of scripture in our family. <laughs> all, all it took was downloading a Bible app and setting a, setting a boundary. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, what I mean is opportunity. You have an opportunity, friends. And if, if your kids are on their devices all day, awesome. Make their devices about the Lord. Right. I, right. I was just, I was just doing it this morning with with my uh, with my six year old and my two year old. Um, okay, girls, you can you can listen to your you know YouTube kids videos, but first we're going to do Bible study. Yep. Um, uh, you know Damascus. We've just rolled out this amazing program called Alive. It's a family faith formation program that that you can actually you can you can view and be formed as a family. Right. If 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 family movie night or a family show time has become something where our family's tempted to disengage. Yeah. Uh, we can, we can, we can take it back. We can grab opportunity, whether it's through, uh, whether it's through Damascus or whether it's through other resources, um, that there are an abundance of opportunities there are. for you to sprinkle faith experience back into your normal life. And you yes. need not be afraid of it. Yeah. And, and sometimes it can be right across the street. So I think one of the closing thoughts I have, and maybe we can flesh this out in a future show like i i just keep going back to the words when jesus says love your neighbor yeah and i think growing up the usual response to that scripture is you're called to love everyone and i think that's right Uh Uh but sometimes we allow our globalized society into our understanding of jesus and not that that's bad but i think sometimes we can miss the simplicity of what he might be saying like maybe he's saying love your neighbor like, like your neighbor, like the person across the street, if you're in an apartment <laughs> complex, the person across the hallway, like so many of us don't even know their names. I don't, yeah. I certainly don't know their interests, but like in this time where we're at home more than ever, we're closer to our neighbors more than ever. And so mm. could you imagine just if every Christian loved their actual neighbor, Yeah, it, it would, it would change the world. And so that's something to think about too, in those times of opportunity, there's an opportunity right across the hall or right yeah. across the street or you know, a plot of land over there, there's opportunity there too. And I think, like you said, those opportunities are not lacking in a season where we're home yeah. more than ever. So friends, there's, that's our, that's our charge for you today. Um, our call is to live mission at home. If, if you know our show, if you know us, you know that mission and encounter are not separable. They're two sides of the same coin. We cannot live mission without a powerful personal encounter with Jesus and we cannot have a powerful personal encounter with Jesus that doesn't lead to mission. Right. Um, our family, our family needs to operate in the same way. Mm-hmm. Our, your family, your children, your marriage will not be complete if you're not living mission together. You cannot live mission together if you're not encountering the Lord together. How do we do that? Through living it every day in the ordinary lifestyle through actually making specific focused time, like we plan our vacations mm-hmm. for extraordinary times where we can live mission in a powerful way together. And then finally, through seeing everyday opportunities to be able to sprinkle in uh, or to take back the ground that maybe we've just assumed was already lost. Yeah, and to Whether, say yes. 
whether that's whether that's our morning our morning routine, whether that's implementing you know a discipline for daily scripture, mm-hmm. whether that's taking back our our family movie night and and actually implementing something that can bring us into a deep a deeper engagement with the Lord. That's great. Um, you know, uh, I don't know about I don't know about your families, but my kids love audiobooks. Right? They they will just. It probably is just my kids, actually. But my, they will sit and listen to an audiobook for six hours if we don't if we don't stop them, right? Um, what I've I've I have personally been formed so powerfully by great Christian podcasts. Mm-hmm. I just sprinkle in an awesome podcast into their audiobook routine every once in a while. They yeah. love it. They consume it, and they're they uh, and and at the end of the day, they're they're left with a a question now of having been formed in some awesome faith topic by some of the greatest preachers and communicators of the gospel that the world's ever seen. Yep. So that's a plug for, uh, for beyond Damascus. Just go ahead and <laughs> just go ahead and put this show on for your kids, put it on their headphones at night yeah. as they're sleeping. Uh, <laughs> Don't I, let it put them to sleep. We hope, we hope you're not asleep. <laughs> Great. Uh, so there it is. Ordinary, extraordinary opportunity. Um, these are the ways that we can, uh, this is not an exhaustive, exhaustive list, but these are some of the ways that we can live mission at home. That we can that we can be a witness to our friends, our families. That we can love our neighbor, our actual neighbor, the people that surround us every right. day, the person that sits next to you in the in the office, the person that sit next sits next to you at church, right? The mm-hmm. person that parked next to you in the in the parking lot. This is our call. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is our fundamental mission. Friends, thanks for joining us for Beyond Damascus. We are going to take a short break, and we will be uh, we'll be with you. Don't miss the last segment of the show. That's the time when we, uh, we we call upon the Lord, and we're going to ask the Lord to transform our hearts and to actually equip us for this mission to which he's called. Okay? Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after this break. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. You remember the time I said on the air, go to confession. And when you're done, go out and have a big ice cream soda. Celebrate. And a man wrote to me, he says, you know, I hadn't gone to confession in 30 years. Do you mind if I went and had a pizza? (laughs) I said, oh, have 20 pizzas. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Check out EWTN's official YouTube channel. Just follow the link on our homepage at EWTN.com or go to YouTube.com slash EWTN. Watch EWTN's live shows or today's homily from the Daily Mass. Click the upload button to see our most recent clips. You can also find all of EWTN YouTube content by clicking the playlist button. It's all on the official EWTN YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash EWTN. Visit today. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus, of course, you know, is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today's show, friends, has been on the theme of the mission at home. For those of you who are joining us on Thanksgiving week or whenever, this message is always pertinent. You're called in a particular way to be a, a witness, to live a missionary life, and to to accomplish transformation in your home, in your family, in your marriage. We talked about doing that in the ordinary, doing that through the extraordinary moments, and grabbing onto those every little opportunity to actually bring the faith alive in your family. If you, if you want to hear that again, join us on the rerun. 
um, or, or, or check out the podcast, that, that second segment. And this has been a great show. First segment, first segment, second segment. This third segment is going to blow your socks off, right? <laughs> um, Brad, uh, I, I, you know, we have our, we have our, our strategy. We have our playbook. Um, how do we accomplish this as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, truly by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the right? grace of God. We, God needs to transform us so that we can transform our families. That's right. Good news is he wants to. He wants to, yeah. <laughs> I think that's an important thing to understand when we talk about these topics. It's not this podcast, this radio show has not just been a good idea. It's God's desire for our lives. It's God's mm-hmm. desire for this time. And we can partner with him in prayer to actually bless what he's already desiring. Yeah. And, and he wants to make that alive in us. And so we're just going to enter into a time of prayer friends, and we're Amen. going to seek the Lord for the ways that he wants to work uniquely in each of us for our respective families yeah, and one in our of, respective One homes. of the best ways that I think um, we can notice, uh, I guess we can notice a need for prayer in our lives is, is what we call hunger, right? When, when hunger or desire is, is ignited in us, that it's an, it's an invitation for God to act. Mm-hmm. And friends, throughout the course of today's show, if any of the stories we've shared, if any of the situations that we've kind of explained have elicited a hunger in you, I, I just, I want you to grab onto that right now. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of the, I guess the, 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 the pre-prayer prayer that I would invite us to join into is God um, make me hungry that I would see this happen in my mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Yeah. God make us hungry in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. And Lord, we welcome you. We welcome you you here in this studio. We welcome you into the car, into the home, into the kitchen or office where our listeners are currently stationed. We pray blessing over these areas and that you would open our hearts for an encounter with you that would send us on mission in our homes, in the normal everyday life that is brought to us from our families. We pray that you would send us on mission there, God. We pray for deeper conversions in ourselves, in our spouses, in our kids, in our families. We pray for your grace yeah. to flood yeah. in this moment. Um, a lot of times we, uh, we, we pray for a, a special grace called a baptism of the Holy Spirit where our, where our spirits, our hearts are just filled with, with God's presence, with God's goodness. Um, Jesus, I pray that you'd baptize our homes in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Jesus, fill our hearts now. Holy Spirit, come. You know, one of the things we say at Damascus is that the best time for baptism of the Holy Spirit is right now. Yeah, uh, Jesus, wherever we are, I pray that you would you would just you would fan that flame in us. Come, Holy Spirit. I I I, I believe in faith. The Lord's the Lord's speaking to me right now that for some of us, um, I, I believe that you're experiencing even now just a heat that's um, that's growing in your chest. That as the Lord fans that flame. Um, in us that we would even begin to feel it. God, mm-hmm. let us put our faith in you, Jesus, that that the spark, the flame that you've placed in our hearts, you desire it to be for others. God, show us, um, show us how to make time for you in our family. Show us how to carve time uh, in every ordinary day. Inspire us to to take those moments at the start of every day to reestablish our faith in you. God, remind us what your voice sounds like in our hearts so that we can trust you, so that we can know you, so that we can put our our confidence, our faith in you. 
mm-hmm. so that we can hear your direction for our day, for our life, so that we can we can strategize, we can we can game plan with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And brothers and sisters, we're body, mind, and soul. And the Lord was simply speaking that He wants to integrate those three aspects of us in this mission at home. Yeah. And I was just getting the image of a key going into the front door or the side door or the door off of the garage. I was just seeing a key go into the the lock of the door that you walk into after your day when you're coming home. And the Lord was just saying, whenever you go home and you place that key in the lock and you unlock the door, yeah. I want you to actually allow that to be an activation of what God wants to do in your heart. That like, as you unlock that door, God wants to unlock your heart, give him the keys to unlock Mm. your heart for mission in the home in the same way you're unlocking the door. Amen. To enter. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, you know, I, I have a, I have a conviction as well in my heart that if over the course of today's show, if over the course of this conversation, or even just this time of prayer, if there's anyone who's listening today who is feeling the conviction that I, I want to live this way and I don't feel like I am, that my heart is, has not been or has not been for a while open to Jesus in the way that I need to be. Uh, I'd invite you to pray with us now. Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. I give my heart to you. I give my family to you. Jesus, it's yours. I place it on your altar, Lord, and I trust that I trust that the vision that you have for my future is greater than my own. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, you are awesome. You are called to an amazing work of full time ministry in the most important mission field the world has ever seen, and I can't wait to continue to walk this path with you. We can't wait to continue to walk this journey with you to see you transform your your heart, your family, and the mission to which God's called you. Friends, thanks for joining us for Beyond Damascus, where encounter meets mission. You can catch us every week for as long as we continue to record this show, as long as St. Gabriel and Ibadien continue to tolerate us. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out on the podcast as well. Look us up, Beyond Damascus, wherever podcasts are found. And once again, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of EWTN and St. Gabriel Radio. It's carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We're so blessed by their partnership, and we hope that you'll join us again soon. Friends, we're praying for you daily. God bless. Mm -hmm.